Welcome back to Range Anxiety and homie I get up I run my shit that's what I do. It's me your hostess with the mostest giving you my 30 minutes of experience in 30 years of podcasts on uh, all things automotive. I tried to do it I tried to sack the scourge of our life but you know what we just can't get rid of him he hangs around like a bad smell and he's back the it's me, Paul Housen, not here to run my shit, just here to run my mouth. <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> hey, world, hey, Marty, hey, babe. Yeah, back back in town. Well, you don't want to do it because it's like talk shit, get bit. Yes, that is true. That is yeah. true. And that could end in tears. And that was Run My Shit by Mind Flip. And you know what? It sounds, it reminds me a little bit of Lewis Hamilton. Mind Flip. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that and, man's insane. And you can ask me while we're talking about Lewis. Yeah, well, first of all, why does it remind you of Lewis? Mind Flip. I don't know, because he's he's like a rapper, gangster rapper like Lewis. Lewis Hamilton, yeah. Yeah. He comes across as being pretty hardcore. Because he's about four foot five. (laughs) Yeah, but he's not hardcore. I mean, he'd be like a a mere snack for you, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah, just a wee. So we're talking F1 today. F1s. What a great car series that what has is it? been over the Explain years. it to the Yanks. They own it now, but they still don't even know what it is. It's the pinnacle, isn't is it? it? Is, isn't it? That was the gist of it. Well, it's the pinnacle, so. the fastest, the best there is when it comes to motorsport. The besterest. In in what in an open wheel category. Yeah. So, Is it the best? I think so. You, th- you reckon? The best it's, of the it's best. It's definitely you know. got the biggest budgets. There's some staggering yeah. money invested into that yep. shit. Yeah. What are your first memories of it? Um, me as I always liked motor racing, even as a kid. So I used to watch all forms of motor racing. Yeah. Always loved it. But when it came to Adelaide, I mean, I wasn't a kid then as such. I was, it was 85. Was, yeah, so what was I about? 16 or something like that, I reckon. First televised in 1980 on Nine's Wide World of Sports when yeah. Alan Jones was racing. When he, when he won. won. Yeah, mm. we, we, we AJ. noticed he's the best driver we had in the era. Still well, probably is. Yeah, he he went V8 supercars. He did all sorts of things. But I distinctly remember being able to go to the first ones in Adelaide yes. because of an uncle who worked basically alongside of the track. Mm. We showed up. We got to go up on top of the Barley Towers on Decredible Terrace there. Yep. And it was incredible. Wow. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah, great time. Adelaide was, was awesome then. Did you go for free? Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> 1985 I went for free as well because my dad was a sign writer and he used to do all the stuff for Channel 9 oh, yeah. and so he had engineering passes oh we had no engineering in yeah we were just at the West End Brewery so I had to so, go I had to go and make out I was rigging <laughs> <laughs> oh nice well, we went there sat up on top of these towers well well my uncle's basically meant to be at work because that was how low key it was was there any then. drinking mm, I, I reckon they were allowed to have Weren't they allowed to have beers each day? Only a six pack. Only a, about just eight a couple. <laughs> yeah, a couple of six packs. No, that, yeah, probably a bit like Holden's during a lunch break. No, <laughs> Without we, the burnouts. We got to sit on top of those barley towers overlooking the track, just a little bit above the Channel 9 film crew. Yeah. So we, the view was amazing. Pelting them with tins. <laughs> yeah, you Some of them weren't even empty. <laughs> no wonder they're, they're a bit shaky. And, you know, and Senna's qualifying lap, and it was dropping in and out. It was probably you guys pelting them that with was, tins. That was actually true, though. Do you, remember, you, you were there, obviously. Yes. You remember that. We're up on top of them towers. You could feel the vibration come through. Went home by the end of the day, actually feeling a bit crook in the guts. That from was the, the noise. Oh, I never thought They weren't of that. that loud. Up there they were. They were turbo cars. They were freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Shower and sparks, carnage, things blowing up. 
Oh, there were lots of blow-ups. It was a bit like spending a day with me on the dyno, wasn't it? What, what is it now? You've got to have one engine that lasts you uh, half a freaking year. Bloody rubbish, then it? it had the last two or three laps. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And then you took that one out. Yeah, qualifying. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they had, you know what they had? What did they have back then? They had... Sound? Stutters. Soul. Oh, they did. They had plenty of soul. Bucket loads of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was definitely some charm about those cars. They would, they would have been brutal too. Hard to drive. They, they would have had actual stick shifts. Yeah, <laughs> down there on the side of the car, on the they right hand. Even too, had yeah. a clutch and a yeah, yeah, and a steering wheel that was actually connected to stuff. It was connected to and had round gauges, <laughs> which would have meant nothing when the needles at all. Yeah, and the that. boost gauges would start at like fifty psi sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. and Wait, I, that's lag fifty. You, you, you know it's a good. You know it's a good taco, a good engine when they've spun the taco around <laughs> so that so that ten thousand rpm straight, straight up. up. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. That, that's killer. That that's no the shift only lights. Bit, yeah, it's the only bit you need to see. No, they, they were good times. I, I actually loved F1 then and followed it for quite a few years, mm. or even when it went to Melbourne, which was a bit of a sad oh, time. Have you been to Albert Park? No. Oh, oh shit. Well, not for, the, not for the Grand Prix, I have. It's but... shit. You're just wandering around in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. When we went there in 16, I reckon, when Haas first started. Yeah, yeah, remember um, going over. And, uh, yeah, it was, just like, it was just like paddocks full of no one, and it was just shit. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, okay. that's Melbourne all over, though. Yeah. Adelaide was definitely a Alive. total, yeah, it was huge. And what, the city, you, you've walked for what, five minutes? Yeah. Five minutes from the CBD, you were at the track. It no, was... you could just fall out the gate and end up <laughs> at in <work>. the stag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we at one stage during one of the um, qualifying sections or mm. whatever, we were up at Belair in the hills at a friend's relative's house and you could hear you it you could hear it there yeah. as clear as well it was amazing it yeah was freaking awesome yeah well i can do that at mount osmond with the v8 supercars you can hear them from from, from tail and bend mount <laughs> oh nice work yeah no this year you will it's coming back it's mr malinowski said yes, yes he um, promised so yeah there was some interesting times and then after the turbo area the cars just got too fast and too grenady yeah and they let they let to get the grids up back then they let formula three chassis in or formula 3000 chassis with turbo or sorry normally aspirated motors stuffed in them that's where you got these little weird teams like minardi and yeah and that's yeah. what i actually did some work for minardi okay good mm. stuff well well nothing they had was very good <laughs> it was when pierre luigi was driving for him and uh Great guy. And uh, I had Fueltronics on North Terrace in Kent Town, and they had numerous wiring fuck-ups. Okay. And uh, so they got uh, my partner down there at the time, and we went down and had a look, and he soldered a few things for him, and, you know, <laughs> shit like that. And they gave us some team shirts uh, that I've still got, and mine belonged to a mechanic called Lupo, and in Italian means wolf. Okay. So I'm like Mr. Wolf yep, out of yep. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I get it. Get the clean-up man. Yeah, the clean, that's what we're doing for Minardi. But they were a, they were a great... They were a, no, they weren't a great team, but they were just great guys. And it was, you, you don't picture that, do you? You know, under the skin, F1's back then. Yeah, well, just a bit of warren. You could probably pop off down to Super Cheap and grab some fuses. Mate, and they're working in the pits on cars, you know, when they're running and shit, in shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, not I, wearing I, full-face helmets. Yeah, I don't know if they get away with that these days. No, they mm. don't. It was like when I took Lisa to the first Clipsaw and in V8 supercars were guessing this and all a all pit crew had to wear helmets, you know, as they do. Yeah. She goes, wow, I can't believe there's so many drivers. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm dead. Yeah, <laughs> officially. <laughs> Luckily, she doesn't listen. But yeah, me. yeah, she hates the sound of my voice. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm not surprised. So then it went on to all those high revy, you know, sounding like cats getting strangled, V10s and 12s and. Well, that was when the series went once, one make, or not one make, one style again. Because yeah. what you were talking about earlier, that's when they had NA and Booster yeah, yeah, at well, the same time. Anyone that, that had a Cosworth was just fucked. Yeah. Normally aspirated V8, you know. But that was weird. Then, Because every few years they have the big, like, wholesale change. Yeah, that's right. And that, So you're talking they went, everyone went 12s yeah, yeah, and 10s. I think that was 10s. I think it was 10s that they, in okay. the end, they... They, they nailed it down to, but they, they were cool and everything else, and they had that real shrieking, like, screaming, yeah, screaming yeah. sound, which to me just isn't manly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hate hearing you screaming, it's awful. <laughs> Normally it's when the phone rings. <laughs> but yeah, no, they had that screaming noise, which I didn't like that much. It, and it was, it's... It sounds a bit, yeah, but when they come down back through the gears and stuff like that, it's got moments where it sounds pretty cool. I suppose. Yeah, you know, they're backing down under full noise for a corner, and I don't, what would it blip, you know, like... Oh, God knows. Yeah. They had pneumatic valve trains yeah. and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. I, I just couldn't get my head around all of the gear changes. Why? Because it sounds cool. Didn't they have, like, <laughs> something like 25 mil stroke or something? A bit like you. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was cold. <laughs> no, they had really short stroke and big yeah. bore. I mean, yeah. I've seen a Honda uh, NA uh, piston and rod combo. My friend Simon at Nispro had some there that I had a look at in the 90s. And yeah, like crazy shit. Yeah. Like saucer piston and a Conrod bore that, that looks like a Vapchichi. Engine design, all they want is revs. Yeah, so that's the where the power torque, comes from. The torque must be minimal. So that's why they had a million gears. Yeah, that, that's it, isn't it? Oh, so just weak. to get them in that window, that fine window where they operate, they'd be no good towing across the nullable, would they? No. <laughs> and then, no, shit. Are they, are they EVs? No. 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 Might as well be. Oh, no. And they went what? to girly fuels too, you know. Sorry, this isn't a sexist show, but back in the day, they had toluene and acetone and all sorts of jungle juices that <laughs> would just... like you're at a beauty salon. Would actually kill you just looking at the drum, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let alone breathing it in. It was bad, bad well, shit. What era was that then? Um, about when they discovered when the earth was round. A globe. Uh, about... So that's in the future. <laughs> <laughs> no, in the turbo era. In, uh, um, well, Renault started in 78 with the first turbo car. Yeah. And then everyone was onto it by about 85 and 86, 87, I think it got out. So it only lasted about nine, eight, nine years, yeah. I think, or maybe yeah. 10. But yeah, so in that era, that era, they just had jungle juice in yeah. the early days. Anything. Big plumes of black MD? pouring out of them. No, MD. no MD60, unfortunately. <laughs> But then they had the, the, not the girly era, I should stop saying that, but the little screamy, shrieky era, which yep. was just shit. Everyone goes, listen to this, that soul. No, it just sounds soft to me. Yeah. Then they went back to the hardcore turbocharged engines in what, 14 or 13 or 12 or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, all right. 14. It's hard to say. 14. There's been so many changes. I don't actually remember when the last iteration of it was Jeez, but it's been around for a while all they've done now since then is adopted curves haven't they well i think they had that back then when they went turbocharged again right. they had um two support systems that we'll talk about in a minute on them but i remember i had friends my mate matt you yeah i know he's not my friend anymore <laughs> yeah, that's he, about he, right. he got to know me yeah um he went to the melbourne gp he was racing his gdr there in some tarmac rally thing at the time and they were really disappointed. They were sitting by the track. They had no noise. Yeah. Not enough yep. noise. Yeah. What do you that, expect? It's a 1600. Yeah, exactly. But th when you go to see the main event and the support events had 
more, more noise. Soul. Soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More aura. <laughs> well, no one grew up, did they? But I, I think they made them noisier for the next couple they of did. years. Didn't they put some, like, a trumpet-style exhaust or something yeah. onto them just to generate some noise? To hear a 1600cc V6. Yeah. It's so, not something you sort of... Where did they get their power from? Revs. And... Turbocharging. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess the turbo. So yeah. they, they had two systems on them, right? One was called the MGUK, which is the like the hybrid system with the little battery and the motor connected via gears to the crank, basically. Yep. There could be a power receiver or a power giver. Yep. Right? There was that, the MGUK, the hybrid system, and then there was the MGUH, or H. Sorry, I said that wrong. And that was... Basically, another electric motor that sat in the middle of the turbocharger between the compressor and the, the turbine, and that would harvest energy off the turbocharger during certain conditions and then spin it up so there was no lag Yeah, okay. from the battery so that there was no great lagginess of the 1600cc V6. Yeah, right. I didn't realise that. Yes. On, on, yeah, okay. MGUK and MGUH. And so what they've done now for 2026 is they've done away with the MGUH. Right. So you've just, you're going to have a little bit more lag, but instead of, the way it worked back then is you had like about uh, 160 horsepower of elec electric boost and the rest to make up. It doesn't sound like much. The rest to make up a thousand was all from the highly stressed uh, petrol engine. Yeah. Now what they're introducing in 2026 is a much bigger battery and no MGU-H, but an MGU-K system that supplies 500 horsepower and the engine internal combustion shit box supplies only 500 horsepower, which means it'll be a lot more reliable. But a thousand horsepower still. Yeah. And how many kilo? Because now this is going to increase the weight of the vehicle. I'm maybe. Not, I'm not sure how much weight and what they're doing with battery because things have moved along. But because that, those cars aren't heavy, are they? No, mate. You're no. only allowed 70 liters of fuel now. So the, the, there's more. There's, there's more 30 kilos saved, and you've had to have increased battery weight. Well, no. see, did they even run a battery? So oh, yeah, Kurs, it's under the fuel cell. So the Kurs did generate yeah. and store oh, and shit, release yeah. when they wanted. You can't just... You can yeah. sort of see it. I'm not sure what the actual technicalities of it are, but you can see it with their rain light flashing. That's their yeah, region. Har um, yeah. They're harvesting or they're... You know, there's all sorts of things going on there. But, yeah, like the whole time they're, they're doing that. But they've also increased the regenerative braking by multiple times as well. Yes. At the moment, it's only on the rear axle. Yep. Um, and you see them sometimes when they get the button push wrong or the software wrong, they'll just spin, lock up the rears. and Yeah, because you get the bias wrong. Yeah. So they want it on all four. Well, now... You can break the car evenly the... or even adjust the braking mm. per corner, if you like. The FIA haven't outlawed it yet, but they might. But they're talking... The teams are already making noises about um, fly-by-wire braking for the front axle as well now. Right. So there'll be no physical connection. There'll be no... You know, it'll, there'll be very little in the way of brakes needed because a Weird lot of it will be... pedal feel, wouldn't it? Well, that's... Well, you'd, you'd adjust the spring in there to well, that's some what, sort of... Put it, yeah, put a Repco Master with a bigger bore on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so there's going to be all sorts of software in there to try and... Because these drivers aren't real bright. No. And they, no. Need, they need... You do need pedal feel. You'd think so to give you some sort of indication of whether you're pulling up or not. Yeah. You've got to have some sort of feedback. Well, normally it's when you see the smoke piss off the front wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, currently, you currently know they're on. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be interesting. So what, what I hypothesised on Facebook um, was that the petrol motor is going to be there in 2026 basically as a sound generator. 
Yeah. yeah rather I, than a performance skill. I, I totally get it. But what is the next petrol motor going to be? 1.6 V6 turbo. 1.6. Still 1.6. Mm. But they need them to last longer, so they're de-stressing them and making the reliable shit. The electric motors do the work. Okay. And getting rid of all those stupid, you know, And the 70 litres of fuel compares to the current, not sure, but... Well, I think it's around 100 now, 90 or something, but they're total 100. But they're, but they're using, like, a, a synthetic fuel. So they've got zero carbon footprint. Yeah, well, so they say. Can't they all talk oh, bullshit there, don't they? Like, I don't know, yeah. Do they go around and take fuel samples and that sort of shit? Oh, shit, yeah. Can you remember what happened a few years ago where they were actually burning their own crankcase oil and using it as a fuel? Well, that's what most things I churn end up doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's once you've smashed the ring. That's what, well, that's why they came and consulted me on that. <laughs> <laughs> With your previous experience. Yeah. yeah, but there's just ways of... Yeah, skirting around things, you know, like coolant. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Anything will burn. Send it through. Yeah, it's just to me over the years, F one's like it's not blatant cheating, but it's interpreting interpreting the rules. That's right. So when they go this full hybrid style, what mm. would be stopping them from running motors in each wheel? Uh, the FIA, it's called. Is it in writing that they? Oh, can of course only it is. Have... It'd be very tightly uh. done. You know, that shit. Because an think, all-wheel drive oh, F1 would be pretty cool. I think they'd be pretty onto that yeah, straight maybe. up. You know, they're only allowed to be rear-wheel drive, so they can be. You know, so you don't want That's them too fast. That's almost old school, though, wouldn't it? They don't want them drive. They don't want them Telstra fast. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know, True. so yeah, it's going to be a very interesting time. And you know, for all, uh, and you know, you know what the real reason they're even keeping the sound generator is, apart from the sound. Do you know who one of the biggest sponsors of Formula One are? People who supply them earplugs. <laughs> it's a company, um, it's just only been publicly listed a few years ago, called Aramco. Aramco. No, I can't say no. They are the biggest company in the world. They're based in Saudi Arabia, and what do you reckon they supply? I'm guessing Saudi Arabia, biggest company in the world. I it's think got it's something Saudi. to do with oil. Yeah, they make about 700 million a day. From oil mm. and earplugs. No earplugs. <laughs> And so Aramco are a big sponsor. You'll see when you watch F1 races that some of the overpass have got Aramco on and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. So, you know, Big Oil have got their hand into only letting the electricity do so much. Yeah, it's in their own best interest not to get too well, carried away is. with it, isn't it? I mean, but, you know, I'd probably, well, I'd be happy after a week's worth of earnings, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 700 million, yeah. 4.9 billion. Yeah. Yeah, in yeah. a week. Oh, maybe stay, stay around a couple of months and give old Elon a run for his money. Yep. But, yeah, look, there are all sorts of other influences at play. That's why they haven't gone full electric. Well, I do agree Formula One needs noise. Yeah. Um, yeah. There'd, be, there'd be nothing worse, I think, than showing up to a... I mean, I haven't seen the E-Series, but is there any... Any noise generated? Like, when they're sitting there in the crowd, is it like, shh, I'm trying to watch the race? You know, like at the tennis. No, they make plenty of noise, but they've still got noisy old gears in them and shit like oh, that. Actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because yeah. they still run more than one gear, don't they? Oh, I don't think so. Well, then how come they're so noisy? Because they've got straight-cut final drive. Oh, on purpose. Yeah, okay. yeah, just for strength. Yeah, fair enough. But why aren't these things? Why isn't your Telstra as noisy as... Because it doesn't run straight-cut final drive. Mm, so they don't have to. That's what I'm getting well, at. Most, these, most road cars have a bevel um, gear arrangement, a crown wheel and pinion. Yeah. I don't think Formula E need that. Do Formula One need it? I'm not sure what they do for differentials. It'll probably be beyond my pay grade. Yeah, true. That's just, what I'm getting at is when they go this new 
They'll make noise. Do they have to have a 10 speed or whatever it is trans they're currently running? Would you'd be that'd be stupid when it's all electric? Well, they will, well it's not all electric, all electric it's only half, but it, yeah, they may. They, if I, I, I haven't looked at that, but they may have a reduction in allowed gears. You could get away with running a two speed power. Well, you'd probably get away with six rather than <laughs> what are they now, 10 or something. Yeah. Brings the complexity down. Yeah, maybe and cost even the down. cost. And they're only allowed a certain number of dyno hours too now. And shit like that to try and control the cost. So you and I might be able to knock up something in the shed. <laughs> You've got something in there already. We haven't seen that run yet. Well, no, it's been a bit slow. But, you know, well, with our new... What, what, what's the name of our new great um, Australian F1 hope? I don't know if I want to say his first name. Say his first name. Oscar, isn't it? Oscar. No, it's not fucking Oscar, isn't it? It's Oscar Piastri, and he's a real talent. He is good, isn't he? he There's old... been been a few dramas going on around him oh, at this stage. Yeah, I, you know, I, he... I think some fellas are going to be fighting over him. A couple of teams want him. One oh, won't let him go. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think his uh, his manager was. Um, anyway, look, I'm not one for politics or even understanding F1. I'm never a great fan of his manager. I mean, good Aussie that he is, but um, it's his dad. No, no, Mark Mark Webber. Oh, Mark Webber's his it. manager. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he was a polarising sort of a figure. Well, he had a chance to win the world championship when he tossed it into the wall by himself in Korea when he was in front of Vettel. So yep. he kind of yep. lost me after that. But but I knew I knew of him back from his Formula Ford championship era here. Yep. And he had the yellow pages Formula Ford, and he you know he was the only guy I never ever knew of that got into Formula One having never won a championship in anything. That's unusual. Isn't it, it is, isn't it? Yeah. But anyway, enough of Mark Webber. He can obviously <laughs> drive better than you or I um, could even dream of driving. Well, I reckon I would have given him a run. Well, I reckon on a Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> or Forza, we could give him a run. But yeah, it's going to be a really interesting era because yeah. I think at first people are going to have to manage their power usage and their regen. So it's not going to be, uh, well, I'm probably wrong, but it may not be full sprint races from the Okay, there might have to be a bit of strategy and fuel saving in it and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep, I, I like the whole idea that it's a bit unknown again. Yeah, F one got pretty shit for me for a few years there. Oh, the I overtake is great now. Yeah, that's right. It's finally come good. Now it could be interesting. Who knows who's going to be in front this time? Well, that's right. Someone with better electronic um, battery technology. Do you reckon I should drop Big Daddy a line and say, "How about you get me in an mm. F one car?" Might have to be a bit of a bigger cockpit and everything Cyber else. Cyber truck. Oh yeah, <laughs> just start from the back of the grid and Mate, just. They have that trophy truck series. That'll look pretty good in a cyber truck. Yeah, I yeah, don't know. No, no, no I don't know about that. But, you know, speaking of thoughts, Paul, we've kind of, because we've been so technical and deeply uh, analytical, we've pretty much come to the end of today's Epicast. Um, you're not joining us for this weekend's festivities with the book club, no, boys. unfortunately, I'm going to be away. I'm not going to be joining them either. They're, they're kind of dickheads. <laughs> come so, to Brisbane. So right now, are you paying? Uh, no. Nah. <laughs> right now you can do the right thing and say goodbye to you. Goodbye world. See you babe.